0: Hello, welcome to Cinemaniac Jack. I'm your host, Jack. Today's guest co-host is Bethany. Hello. So, basically, the gist of the show is that we talk about films that I love based on whatever the topic of the episode is, and in the first half of the show, I talk to my guest about whatever the topic is. So, today's topic is a film set in the future, and the film I chose is WALL-E. Uh, but first, Bethany is going to tell us some of her favorite films set in the future.
1: Okay. Well... I feel like I talk about the same movies <laughs> over and over, but they just qualify for so many of the um, characteristics
0: uh-huh.
1: on the show. Uh-huh. My favorite, well, I wouldn't say it's my favorite film ever. It's in my top three, uh-huh. but my favorite film trilogy, not trilogy. Um, there are four of them. Damn. There are three books, four movies. Ah. So my favorite f- film um,
0: set in the future.
1: Yeah, but my favorite film, um, franchise, mm-hmm. sorry, is The Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Couldn't think of the word. Um, The Hunger Games is a dystopian um, story set in what used to be America. So it's in North America in the future, and the new country is called Penem. And it's what happened when you know, I believe it takes place in like 2092, something around there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's basically what happens to the human race in America when they don't listen to the government and they rebel. There's like this big rebellion that happened and they're being punished for it. And so, um, it's kind of like Washington, D.C. is the capital of the U.S. Well, there's a new capital and it's set out kind of like in the Midwest area. And they're like the rich people. And, um, we, know, we all know what The Hunger Games is about, you know, fighting to the death. Mm-hmm. The whole reason for it is because um, America is being punished. Or not America. It used to be America. So, it's interesting it takes place here. And instead of states, it's been divided into 12 districts. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, the district that PETA and Katniss live in, District 12, is actually around the New Jersey, New York region. Connecticut.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So... Hunger Games, amazing. Three books, four movies.
0: Oh uh, well, I was gonna say I I just find it interesting though how like, because obviously this is like one of many iterations of this kind of tale. Yeah. Of, like, these people being forced into these fight to the games. Death. Yeah, and of course, uh, Battle <laughs> Royale. Yeah. Being, and now, like the first one, and now Squid Game. Pos- like Squid Game right now, so I just find it very interesting how it goes. Through these different iterations,
1: what something I just want to mention about Squid Game. I believe Squid Game takes place in the future too, right?
0: I thought it just took place present today. Yeah, maybe
1: it does. But the thing about it is that it's so popular right now, and people like are kind of like joking about it. Mm -hmm. Like people are like seeing it as a joke almost, but it's really not. It's really good. I loved it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I think a lot of people love it right now because. You know,
1: Well, no, I thought it was very well-written, is what I'm saying. But a lot of people just kind of use it as like a joke, too. I don't
0: know. Well, you know, when something's popular, people also like to put it down as yeah, well. Yeah, so.
1: but it's like actually very good. It's popular for a reason.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, what was your next film that you had on the list?
1: What Happened to Monday.
0: Oh, yeah, obviously.
1: <laughs> I love that movie. I stumbled across that movie on accident. Not popular at all. I don't know why it doesn't have, you know... As big of a title as it should. Like, I think it's very, very good. Um, I just love dystopian. That's like my favorite area of, you know, literature. Mm-hmm. Can't even call it a genre because it's not. It's yeah. a, or maybe, no, it is, no, it's a genre. I w- it's not a readership, is what I was thinking. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a genre. If you could have like young adult, well, young adult would be a readership. Um, you could have, like, young adult dystopian. You could have, like, fantasy dystopian. You could have, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened to Monday, like another dystopian in the future. A lot of futuristic films are dystopian, I've learned.
0: Yeah. They cause, are. Yeah.
1: Because um, it's kind of like what could be if you don't get your If we don't get our together. shit together, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: which, which is definitely kind of what this Wally film that we're talking is, about today. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, anyway.
1: But, um, what happened to Monday? Sorry. Back on track. Yeah. Um, I stumbled across it from TikTok, actually. Some girl was naming some of her favorite movies that people, like, have never heard of. Mm -hmm. And so I watched it out of curiosity, and I really loved it. It's about, Mm -hmm. um, a society where you can only have one child. And this, um, woman gives birth to seven babies, seven identical girls, And she dies in childbirth, so her father is forced to take care of her kids. And the doctors at the hospital, I guess, say, oh, we won't say anything. You know, you can keep all of them. Uh Do whatever you will with that. Don't get caught. So, anyway, so the grandfather raises them and they are named after each day of the week. And they can only go outside on their named day. Uh And so they all have to pretend to be the same woman and um, live this, you know, monotonous life of, you know, working in an office and, but then one of them goes missing. So if one goes missing, then that means the rest of them can't go outside, like ever. So then the second one goes missing and they realize, oh boy, they're on to us. Like they know that there are seven of us. So mm-hmm. all of them leave the place and they have to like you know, run from the law, basically run from the government.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's a little gory, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. I think it's a very good story.
0: Yeah, I really liked it too. Um, it's a book. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I just, the thing that, because, I mean, there's lots of dystopian, uh, like, films and uh, novels or whatever, but I did, I thought that the way that they explored... That concept uh was very unique in that yeah. film. Just basically based around like the I guess you could say the collective identity of like all the yeah. seven women. Uh they're lucky they're the identical. <laughs> yeah. Really lucky.
1: Um okay, should I move on to the next film? Yeah, sure. Similar to what happened to on Monday, one of my favorites is also one of my favorite books, which is The Giver. Mm-hmm. Um, very similar, um, attributes. Society where there are no emotions. Um, these people are like robots from the minute they're born, they're injected with these things that make them, you know, basically numb. They feel no emotion. Um, they have really nothing in their society. It's like, it's like living in a gated community and that's your whole world. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they have, like, a person in charge, which is actually Meryl Streep. Um. Your queen. Yes, she is. Um. And they are forced to have specific jobs, and they don't get to pick their job. They get, like, when they're, I think, 13, there's a job ceremony where they're given their job for life. Um. Could you imagine, like, not being able to pick your profession, and you just, when you're 13, they're like, you're going to be a firefighter. Or, like, you're going to be, like, a a daycare teacher like mm-hmm. it, it's not not everything's for everybody so the main protagonist jonas um he's given the only one person in each generation or every couple generations like mm-hmm. every 40 years or something gets this job and he's like the note like it's uh, this this the seeker or something like that mm-hmm. something like that and he um is all knowing. So he gets the memories of the last guy and he gets to see all these emotions and stuff. And he's the first person that, um, well, I mean, they all end up feeling the emotions. Um, but he's the first one that actually gets frustrated and was like, everybody needs to be able to feel this. This is ridiculous. We need to stop kind of like how Katniss is Katniss is like, this is ridiculous. We have to stop. Like there's always one character that realizes that what's going on is wrong. Mm-hmm. In a dystopian, yeah. I, I, there is, even in this film. Yeah. Any uh, thoughts on The Giver?
0: Yeah, well, it's funny because um, I always saw the cover of the book uh, growing up, just like in stores and stuff, and I had no idea what, <laughs> what it was about until yeah, uh, you got into it's it. It's
1: so good. You've never read the book, have you? The book is so much yeah. better. The book is so much better than the uh than the movie. I mean the movie's great, but the book is really, really good. Um, I would like to reread it actually.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Alright, I'm gonna move on. Okay. You're not going to believe that this is set in the future. And then I when I saw that I said there's no way.
0: Oh yeah, because I'm really curious. It was
1: made in the ooh, eighties, maybe? Nineties? I don't remember. I think not late seventies, either eight I think eighties, but it makes sense when you think about it. Death becomes her with Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn, yeah, yeah, and Bruce Willis,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yep, um, yeah, with the potion, it's well, about the women who you know one woman's screwed over by a man, he ends up leaving her for this beautiful movie star who ends up making his life miserable. And then... It's a lot of revenge. It's a revenge film. Yeah. <laughs> they take this potion so that they can stay forever young, but they end up looking so botched.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, you said it takes place in the future, but I know but I know that the film ends in the future, so maybe that's no. where they're getting it from? No. It, they're saying that the whole the film The whole film takes place in the, the future. future, yeah. Where did you read that?
1: Online
0: but like was there an article or something? I like, yeah,
1: I mean I read it. It was on a list I looked up. What
0: what was their evidence for saying that it was that it took place in the future?
1: Something about the the potion being like very uh um modern, not modern, um very futuristic, I don't know. Mhm. Has to do with the immor- immortality treatment. So, it's supposed to take place in the future. Um oh, it's supposed to take place in 2015, which is funny because now that's our past. Yeah. But for then, it was the future.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. It says it's the same year that Marty McFly traveled back in, or traveled to in Back to the Future 2. Interesting.
0: Oh, that's really interesting because that movie was also directed by uh, Robert Zemeckis. Probably um so purpose, Maybe that then. was a... a I nod. love Death
1: Becomes Her... Uh, I love it. I know you said it scared you as a kid or something.
0: Yeah, because all I remember was that it was, like, on TV.
1: And it was probably her falling down, them falling down the stairs, Yeah, it was the very
0: end of the, it was, like, the last, like, ten ten minutes or whatever. And I saw it, and I was probably, like, five or something, and it scared the shit out of me. I love it. It disturbed me so much. Yeah.
1: The next film and the last film that I want to talk about is Meet Mm -hmm. the Robinsons. Mm Mm-hmm i love meet the robinsons such an underrated disney film amazing actually when i was in disney a couple weeks ago i was talking to one of the cashiers um in one of the places she asked me oh did you go on the ratatouille ride yet and i said yes because ratatouille is brand new mm-hmm. it was only opened in october i said i loved it i'm glad that this movie is getting recognition she goes. Yes. Now we just need a uh, Meet the Robinsons ride, and I was like, Oh my gosh, that'd be great, like a flying saucer kind of thing, and I agreed that they also need a Princess and the Frog cafe, mm-hmm. but you know, um, Meet the Robinsons is great. Little boy who is in an orphanage, um, and he uh, ends up traveling in the fu- into the future, and he meets his future son and his wife and his whole family of the future and he notices that the dad of his friend is actually himself mm-hmm. um and he's he has like the grand the grandparents are there so we got like a clue that he's going to be adopted because the grandparents are his you know the people that end up adopting him mm-hmm. yeah i love it i think it's really cute i love that movie
0: yeah And that's based off of a book, too, right? Is it? I don't know. I would... It looks like maybe it was. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say about it, or...?
1: Um... I would like to see a live-action Meet the Robinsons for kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Like in the movies. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cute.
0: Yeah. Uh, you ready to get into it? Yeah. Okay. So today we're talking about Wally. Um, so Wally is a computer-animated science fiction film released on June 27th, 2008. It was directed by Andrew Stanton, who co-wrote the screenplay with Jim Reardon, and co-wrote the story with Pete Doctor. The score was written by Thomas Newman. It stars Ben Burtt, Alyssa Knight, Jeff Garland, Fred Willard, John Ratzenberger, Kathy Najimy, and Sigourney Weaver. Uh... The film is about the distant future where the Earth is so polluted it has become inhabitable. Because of this, humanity left on a mothership while robots are left to clean up. It's been so long since humanity has been on the ship that only one, Wally robot, played by Ben Burt, remains working. One day, a spaceship lands on the planet with Eve, played by Alyssa Knight, another robot, come to scan the Earth for any existing life forms. Wally is immediately smitten with her and begins a friendship with her. One day, Wally finds a seedling and shows it to Eve, who takes it from him and shuts down while waiting for another ship to bring her back to the mothership. Wally goes back with Eve onto the mothership, and they meet up with, uh, with the Captain B. McCree, played by Jeff Garland, to show him their, to show him their discovery. Mc, uh, McCree is ready to return the ship to Earth, but the ship's computer auto won't allow it due to, due to past programming of it being told to never return to Earth due to the bad pollution. Wally and Eve must find a way to apprehend Otto and return to Earth. So this movie, I actually went to go see, uh, when it came out. Did you go see this when it came out, or did you?
1: I'd never even heard of it. Oh no, I had heard of it. Probably not when it came out. That's for sure. I heard about it maybe a couple of years after it came out, and I didn't see it until you and actually no. I remember the first time I saw it. I saw it in 2016 in college. Oh, wow. was the first time I saw it.
0: Did you like it when you first saw it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this film is very, I will admit that it's, it's unique, um, due to it, I guess just, I mean, cause like we're very used to a lot of. And I I think I've said this before on the show, that how there's so much, like, how most science fiction movies or stories are very uh, cynical. Uh, but what makes this one unique is that, well, because, like, since it's, you know, made for, it's like a family f- film, I guess, that it's kind of, um, you know, it's very, it's more optimistic in its yeah. approach in the end which in itself is kind of fresh uh i feel like you, there isn't and i feel like i mean i i i might sound stupid when i say this but i feel like there's maybe not as many like family science fiction films as there could be i don't know um
1: yeah no i agree i agree that
0: especially true. ones that like ta- uh that tackle these kinds of these cuz it's funny cuz i mean this is like these are like big topics that the film brings up just like you know the idea of us like basically destroying the planet with like pollution yeah. and stuff uh and yeah this this movie doesn't like hold back at all when it uh comes to it comes to these topics even though it's a kids film i mean it's i mean it's also a pixar film too so it's going to be very uh really good at what it does, obviously. Um, Yeah. I don't know. What's your whole take on it?
1: So, it's interesting. I was thinking this time around that did it really do well with children? I feel like kids wouldn't enjoy it. I feel like it's very much for, like, adults to enjoy.
0: Um. I mean,
1: because think about it. There isn't a lot of talking in it at all. Like, my students, particularly, I feel like, wouldn't like it. My kids, if I put it on, I put on movies all the time. If I put it on for them, I don't think that they would like it.
0: I mean, I think it also de- depends, like, on, like, how, understand. how old the child I'm talking about is. elementary school. Well, even, like, I think, like, an eight-year-old could really enjoy it. I don't know about, like, 4 year old or five-year-olds. They might have a harder time enjoying it. I
1: don't but... know. I, I I I don't know. I I mean, also,
0: but also, like, the first half is kind of, there's no talking, but then in the second half, that's where things get a little bit more.
1: I know, but I just don't know if it would retain the attention
0: for kids. I don't know. I guess, but I don't know, like, even when, like, Eve shows up, uh, you know, there's, like, a lot of, like, slapstick comedy that kind of ensues with Wally. Yeah. uh, throughout. I don't know, I, I I feel like
1: it's more for adults to enjoy.
0: Yeah. I mean again, I think it's it's it it's aimed for both. It's like aimed so that children can like it, but it's also aimed so that adults can like it as well. But I think because it's directed mainly to children, it kind of um it's more helpful in the and that with what it with what the message of the film is trying well, yeah, to say, you know. It's,
1: you know, showing like to take care of the planet you know yeah otherwise you could turn into a land of waste and garbage and ash
0: yeah and no like
1: green plants anywhere
0: yeah and this film definitely it's it i was i think i was gonna say like this film kind of is to me is almost sort of like a 2001 for kids yeah (laughs) which i think is i don't know have you seen 2001 no Um, but yeah, th- to me that is kind of like what this film is like is like a two thousand one for kids, except it ends way more optimistic than uh two thousand one does but um i mean it even down to the the auto robot that's on the ship, i mean that's just that's you know like, almost howl to a t but like as far as like the like at the first half when there's not like A lot of talking. I think this is another one of those. Films that does a really good job with. um, Like with. Like how it deals with its exposition. With like no. With barely any dialogue. I mean you do get that like announcer voice. Kind of at the beginning. Where it's saying like. Oh welcome to. Or you know. Enjoy your stay in space or whatever. While by and large. Helps you or whatever. But I think it. Again, it just it does that stuff really.
1: What's interesting well. to me is why is there Hello Dolly music in this? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, that's Hello Dolly. I heard it.
0: Well, cuz Wally's real for some reason he gets a hold of one of the like a like an old videotape or whatever of the movie and he becomes like obsessed with it. Aww. But he but that's also kind of where he associates like like love. with with love, yeah, and friendship.
1: Aww. He's so cute.
0: Yeah, he is. He is really cute. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I want
1: to th- hug him.
0: It's like only Pixar can make you think a robot is cute. Like, yeah, I know. You know. Like the the robots in this movie, like are just as human as the
1: no. Uh, like
0: the humans in this movie.
1: Well, interesting about the humans. I said. Um, I love how the humans on TV are human, but when you see them later, they're four D animation. <laughs> yeah, I that
0: always confused me when I was.
1: I think it's cute. Younger,
0: yeah, no, it's funny, but it's like, like how does that coexist within the, the world of the film?
1: Actually, I want to talk to you about something. So, whenever I watch this movie, I always think of college because when I was in college, when you go to school for teaching. You have to do mock lessons where you have Mm -hmm. to, like, pretend that your classmates are your students. Mm -hmm. You say, okay, everybody, I'm going to give you a lesson, a sixth grade um, English lesson about dystopian societies, right? Mm So that's what mine was. And it might not have been sixth grade. It might have been seventh or eighth. Um, I think it was seventh, actually, because I actually did teach this lesson to my real students when I was doing my student teaching. And I did a dystopian lesson, and I used... um, Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. I used an article on something and I used this movie. Mm-hmm. And so um, it kind of reminds me of Black Mirror a little bit. Um, yeah. With the screen right in the face, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I always think about that. And that's what introduced me to this film because I worked with another, per- like a partner. Yeah. And she was like, let's use Wally. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I haven't seen Wally.
0: To talk um, about dystopia. Yeah yeah how did you like explain that
1: um i'm having a hard time remembering because it was a while ago but we used um a clip a video clip um of we used the video clip of it um it was the part where the people have the screens in their faces yeah and the one guy like the fat guy falls over and he tries to get him up I don't really remember. Yeah. I really don't, but I know that I did well on the project. I don't even remember who my professor was. Like, (laughs) I don't remember any of that. Yeah. College is just, like, a blur to me. Um, what's it called?
0: Oh, I did want to say before you go ahead, I, it's, because I was saying how, like, the robots are, like, very human. Yes. It's, like, what was that joke that everybody had when Inside Out came out where they were, like, Pixar taught us that toys have feelings... Um, feelings have feelings. Feelings have feelings, but then they mentioned, I think they said, like, robots have feelings for Wally. Yeah. Cars have feelings. Speaking yeah, of funny.
1: what you just said, where you said the robots are like people, mm-hmm. I actually wrote, the people are like robots. Mm. I said, people glued to the TV are like robots or the slave to the TV. Yeah.
0: Isn't
1: that interesting? Yeah, that
0: is very interesting. Definitely. And it's. I I also love too how in this film how they show how much technology has like affected humanity at this point. Like I don't know if you remember this, but there's a part in the film where I think Wally knocks uh one of the the female characters off of her like that's what I was what just are those saying things that they the chairs yeah the chairs yeah that they're on that's who it was and yeah. she um when she gets knocked off and her computer is turned off she's like kind of like in a. Like days, like almost sort of like a trance. Like she's just like, what the fuck is going on here? Because she's so used to being in front of a computer all the time. And I also, and there's also another really funny scene too, where um, where the captain asks, uh, I guess for uh, to for Otto to give him the the manual or whatever, and he's he's just like uh, manual work or something, and he's expecting it to just open up because he's used to having everything. To for the technology to do all the work for him, but then it's just... Uh, I think uh, Otto just comes in and just, like, flips the book open for him. Yeah. Because they're just so used to having everything done for them, so...
1: Remember when he pulls out... Um, or I don't know if he pulls it out or if it falls out. The Twinkie? Yeah. So, um... I laughed at that because I know that Twinkies are actually... Like, a non-perishable item. Like, they won't go bad. Ever. Yeah. And he's, like, living on a planet. So, he's eating Twinkies because they don't go bad. So, it's like, that's the only thing that's, like, left
0: of food. Yeah. Isn't that sad? And his only friend at this point is a cockroach. Oh! (laughs) Wally's, like, constantly stepping on him. But he's never, like, hurt by it. He He just gets back up and follows him around.
1: I did think it was interesting that this movie was actually voted... Number 29 among 100 films considered the best of the 21st century.
0: I mean, it's Pixar, so obviously the animation is going to be really good. But I think that this is, like, one of the best, like, animated films ever made. I mean, the animation in this film is just so amazing. And, of course, you know, there's that, like, iconic shot where uh, WALL-E, like, um, touches, like, the <clears throat> the planet rings anytime that he's in space it's it it just looks amazing
1: so i like love pixar films um mm-hmm. you know toy story monsters inc all of those but i have to say this is probably not one of my favorites it's probably no. one of my probably one of my least favorites yeah i don't know i do like this movie and i like all pixar films pretty much but i don't know it's not one of my favorites
0: yeah i don't know like where i would rate this exactly but it would definitely be like in my top 10 like pixar films one of the reasons why i always really admired it was because um i remember when i was when i was in one of my film classes i remember my teacher uh he put on like one of the like the behind the scenes uh videos of it for us and it was really cool to see because i think it was mainly they were showing like the The stuff for, like, the sound design, like, how it made the noises of, like, the lasers being shot and, like, the voices as well.
1: Yeah. I have some fun facts about Wally. Yeah. The director came up with Wally's look at a baseball game. Wally's design, um, was inspired when somebody handed him a pair of binoculars at a baseball game. Oh, I missed the entire inning, he recalled. I just turned the thing around and I started staring at it. And I started making it go sad and then happy and then mad and then sad and then happy. And I remember doing that as a kid with my dad's binoculars and I said, it's all there. <laughs> and
0: That's if you what... look at Wally,
1: he does look like a pair yeah, of binoculars. Oh, yeah. he's so cute. That is
0: funny that you bring it up too because the whole thing with his eyes kind of joked about throughout the film where he's like replacing them and he's like putting them back on the shelves and stuff like that yeah yeah it's cool
1: um this one says there's a family connection to hello dolly Mm
0: -hmm.
1: thomas newman who composed wally's score is the nephew of composer lionel newman who just so happened to have co-scored hello dolly which appears prominently in wally and it's wally's favorite movie
0: oh that's so funny yeah and, of course, Thomas Newman is the... I think he's Randy Newman's cousin. Really? Yeah.
1: That's funny. He's in the family. Um, let's see. Wally's cockroach friend was named after a Hollywood great. Did you know his name?
0: No, I didn't know that.
1: Um, Though not named in the film itself, Wally's cockroach friend was given the name Hal by the Pixar team a reference to both 1920s producer Hal Roach, Aww. Oh. He's these little rascals and the homicidal minded computer in Stanley Kubrick's 2001: A Space Odyssey.
0: Yeah. Huh. That's cool.
1: The humans originally were going to be jello blobs.
0: Jello blobs? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um to do with this like gravity or something like that. They were going to make humans literal blobs. So unrecognizable from who we are today that even the audience would think we were an alien race. So it had a more Planet of the Apes twist. And they, at the end, would discover, as well as we would, that it's actually us. It was so bizarre that I had to sort of pull back. Too much for a kid's film. Yeah. Um, Easter eggs galore. I love Easter eggs. There are a lot of Easter eggs in Pixar Pixar films. films. yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a Pixar movie, so as you know, there are a lot of Easter eggs. Among them, Ham the Pig and Rex the Dinosaur from Toy Story, plus Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc., can be seen in Wally's truck near the beginning of the film. Um, I don't see. <laughs> I can't tell. Oh, it's a Pizza Planet truck. Oh. Interesting. That's really cool. Yeah um Skinner's scooter from Ratatouille and the Pizza Planet truck are rusting in one of Earth's many tra- trash heaps. <laughs> wow, that's kind of sad. Dark. <laughs> that is dark. Huh.
0: Want to get into like the themes and stuff now?
1: Sure. So, the obvious one of the environment, um environmental impact, mm-hmm. taking care of the Earth, that's important. It's kind of mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. Teaches people This is what's going to happen to you if you don't, you know, quit it. Mm -hmm. You're all going to become zombies and, you know. Um, Friendship is a big one and love because Wally just wants love and a Mm -hmm. friend and a companion because he's bored. And then Eva comes. She's really cute, too. Mm -hmm. Um, I love when she yells at him. She's like, Wally. Yeah. (laughs) Just like her voice is so
0: cute. I also find it really funny how she blinks
1: throughout I the whole
0: film. Like, I was like, you're a robot. You don't need to blink. You kept
1: saying that the whole <laughs> movie. You're like, stop blinking. Why are you blinking? You don't need to. Aww. Yeah, that's so funny. But I think that's just another way of way to personifying make them, them. human, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I just love the robots. I think they're so cute. Yeah,
0: they are cute. I even think that the, the cleaning robot is really cute.
1: Wally, um... There's actually a plushie of Wally and I think he's really cute. Like you could buy a Wally yeah. stuffed animal. I would hug him all day. I just think he's so cute. Yeah. And there's Eva too. Um okay. Um another one is commercialism and exploration.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Those are what I those are basically what I got. It's mostly like an environmental thing. Yeah. It's a very interesting concept for a kid's movie. Or family movie.
0: Yeah, it is. Because it's
1: more on the serious side of, you know, like anything with like taking care of the earth.
0: I mean, that's been talked about with children before. I well, mean, like yeah. Dr. Seuss did it with the Lorax. Yes. But this is like, it's way more scarier. It's dark. In this.
1: It's, it's the, the it's a, it's got a darker tone to it.
0: Yeah. But, again, it's not, like, so dark that kids can't no. enjoy it. It's not, like, it almost traumatizing. was traumatizing.
1: <laughs> they had to pull back a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, like, one of the things. I mean, each time I watch the film, like, it's still... It, it's a film, I guess, that'll always be effective no matter, like, what, you know, no matter when you're watching it. Because it's, like, there's always that possibility in the future of that happening to us and that also that's just so that concept is just so frightening (laughs) you know
1: yeah yeah and the and it's interesting because
0: i mean especially um, with how it like shows how the the characters are so glued to their devices which is something that we have become so much more since that film came out i was gonna
1: say that movie came out in 2008 when people were very attached to the tv um but now it's not the tv anymore oh First it was the TV, then it was the computer, now it's the phones. Yeah. So it we are turning into that. It's getting worse. We're, yeah, we're it at, is getting worse. It's getting worse. I don't know what else they can come out with that's going to be like that. We're so addicted to our phones and, like, the people are, like, overweight and so you see they're not getting any exercise, they're eating. Because well, there's no
0: reason for them to even... So they're just watching, up.
1: like, commercials and stuff. Well,
0: they're all th- they are talking to other... Their friends and yeah. stuff as well.
1: It's just so sad.
0: But, yeah, it's just so... It's just frightening, you know?
1: It would have been interesting if they predicted, like, some pandemic-like thing. And the people are, like... The weird thing is is that the people are in this, like, mall-like... Like, building. And they're, like, on these, like, scooters or whatever that are... Floating. It's just... It's so... It's so, it has, like, that futuristic aspect, and
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: interesting how, like, they use Hello Dolly, for example, as, like, something, so they picked, like, a golden age, like, an old, yeah. like, piece. I don't Just, know, it's, it's, it's a interesting. Good,
0: well, it's a good juxtaposition to where the film yeah. takes place. Like, it's it's calling us back to, uh, like, what is it, the golden age of yeah, golden cinema, age. and, like, musicals and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's, but it's, like, putting it, like, right next to, like, the distant future where, like, you know, you like, we couldn't be further away from all that. There is, like, hope, though, at the end of it. Yeah. Which I do, like, which, you know, where, where like, most science fiction stories, it's like, yeah, we're all fucked and that's it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But this one takes a different turn. Which in itself, I think, makes it unique. You know?
1: Um, yeah. I agree that it is definitely a unique film. Yeah. Um. I just wonder how it does with children.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I wonder how, uh, like, how how our nieces and nephews see it.
1: I know. I'm, huh. I should ask them if they've ever seen it. I you wanna know something? I feel like the girls wouldn't like it, but I feel like Henry would like it.
0: Yeah. I mean i I He likes
1: like Star Wars, so Well yeah,
0: it does like you know, that's the whole like space and science fiction that feels more to Boys. Boys. Um so I yeah, guess Well, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I should ask them if they've ever uh seen it.
0: I mean there's so many Pixar films now too. It's like... I
1: like showing them new movies too. So yeah. maybe I'll show it to them and see what they think i watch a lot of movies with my students too yeah like every day they're supposed to have like rest time where they just like sit and like just chill like we have like a mat where they just sit on the floor for about an hour sometimes a little less than an hour usually an hour though i give them because they have to like they're young and they're like special needs so -hmm. they need time to not do like work time to just chill and I put on a movie every day, and I've been using Disney Plus because it's just easy. Today, we watched Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm. We already watched Toy Story 4. We're going backwards. I want to show them Meet the Robinsons, but I've noticed they are so picky with what their attention span will hold on to.
0: You should play this movie for them and see how they react to it. I don't think it would it. be good. You want to know why? They why? didn't even
1: like finding Dory. They were bored.
0: Really? Yeah. Finding Dory?
1: Inside Out, they were bored. Coco, bored. I had to turn it off like halfway. The only things they like. I'm so sick of watching. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm so sick of watching Zootopia, Wreck-It Ralph, and Moana. That's all they want to watch. Yeah. They like Frozen too and Tangled, but they will not watch anything that's like 2D. It has to be at least 3 or 4D animation.
0: That's very interesting because... Their
1: attention span will not hold to like Aladdin or The Lion King or anything.
0: Cause like so many of us like grew up with 2d animation and that was fine, but it just goes to show you like how much times have changed where children can't even like watch.
1: This is going to sound problematic, but I feel like our culture now is like catering to ADHD. (laughs) I have ADHD. I could say it. I feel like we're promoting it. Like we're making it worse between like, it's weird. It's interesting. The, I think the animation definitely has something to do with it because it's so quick. They, they can't, like, watch somebody, like, talk like this for, like, a couple minutes. It has to be, like, this, and then this, and then this, and then this. Here, 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 here. It's constantly, yeah. like, changing. Um, we have pop sockets or whatever those things are called. What are they called? The pop... I don't know the what they're called. The pop things. Yeah. You know, the, pop, the mm-hmm. with, with the bubbles in it, like, the bubble wrap stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Fidget spinners. spinners yeah. Fidget toys. Like, it's just, we're making attention span so much shorter. I can say that as a special ed teacher with ADHD. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: it's true. It really is. I've noticed a change. Which um, I
0: guess is also portrayed in this movie, too. Yeah. Because people need constant...
1: uh Entertainment in front yeah. of their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Constant, um... What's the Stimulation? word? Stimulation. Stimulation, yeah. 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 Interesting.
0: But, uh... Until then, <laughs> we're just going to keep uh, watching amazing Pixar films.
1: <laughs> I love all the Pixar films, I do.
0: Yeah. The last one was really good. What was it called? Luca? Yeah, Luca. Yeah, I yeah, love really Luca. That was Pixar, right? Yeah,
1: the yeah. only one I really don't care for is the good dinosaur.
0: I've never seen that.
1: We can watch it together one day. Yeah. It's all right. I remember when that came out, actually, because I was talking to your Aunt Dava about it when it was coming out. I don't... Don't ask why. I don't remember. She said that she took Ryland to see it, I think, and she was like, it wasn't good. <laughs> and then I was like, really? So I watched it, and I was like, yeah, it wasn't good. Mm. You might like it. It's about a dinosaur who owns a pet cave boy.
0: Oh, that's funny. Instead
1: of a cave boy owning a pet yeah. dog. Yeah. You might like it. We'll yeah. watch it.
0: So, uh... This has been Cinemaniac Jack. I'm your host, Jack. Today's co host was Bethany. Yep.
1: Thanks.
0: Cool. Uh, see you next time.